Good evening. I'm Marcus Leader, and I would like to invite you on a journey of discovery as I pull back the veil and give you a glimpse of the multiverse through the eyes of a Toltec shaman. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and turn down the lights. You're now listening to The Shaman's Brew.
And that was one of my favorite people and favorite witches, the beautiful and very talented Fiona Horn, performing Simple Truths of a Modern Witch from her album Witch Web. You can buy Fiona's music on iTunes or from her own website, www.fianahorn.com. That's uh, Fiona Horn, F-I-O-N-A-H-O-R-N-E.com. In tonight's show, we're going to continue with part two of an inside conversation between Robert Monroe of the Monroe Institute in one of his gateway classes as he continues to share his personal experiences. This is a great talk, especially for those who cannot attend the programs at the Institute. Next week, I am going to move back into my regular show format, sharing with you my own personal lessons and experiences as a Toltec shaman, scientific researcher, and paranormal investigator as we continue this journey of discovery together. With that, I now offer part two of Robert Monroe addressing one of his gateway groups. Until on one, I got to remember my process at that time was pretty simplistic. I found that the easiest way for me to phase out and be in this OB state was at three o'clock in the morning, go through a couple sleep cycles, and then I'm awake, I'm rested, and I'm totally relaxed. It's absurdly easy and will be for you if you want to play in that field. It's simply to roll out of this. It's so simple, you'd be surprised. Go to 21 and you're there. It's so simple. And it's at 3 o'clock in the morning. Everything's quiet. The phone's not going to ring. All sorts of excuses. No cats on the bed. You know, all sorts of stuff. So, um, what, had, what had happened was that historically, Many, many years prior, oh, probably about five years after I started getting into the out-of-body state, uh, I had in turn gotten into a frustrated point that I didn't know what to do with this. I had no idea what to do with this. So what, in desperation on one of those three o'clock in the morning states, I rolled out and said, I don't know what to do next. I, how many times can I go to the West Coast on a test? How many times can I go pinch people? You know, all these kind of things. And so I said, total self, you take over. And I'm not knowing, I didn't like the word soul, so I used that to cover whatever it might be. And with this beautiful certainty, wham, all of us, the whole other patterns of this operation in this state of being opened up to me from that moment on. And merrily I went on the way, letting every time this total self do the driving and do the navigating. All I did is just go along, as it were. And so that had been going on for years and years and years. So back up to recent time, one particular meeting with this inspect, and we are having a normal conversation, normal communication, as it were. And all of a sudden, he, she said, I'm sorry, Mr. Monroe, but this is our last meeting. And I got this great shock. What? And I, he says, this is the last time we can meet. And I said, well, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? No. He said, you are just moving in a direction that you need to move, and this will not serve that purpose. 
and I was totally bewildered and shocked. And I said, well, will we ever see each other again? So he says, yes, but, and, but not in this form. Wink, gone. We got it. And he was disappeared. And, and talk about shock. I, I thought, what I had done wrong? What, had, what, what, what was happening? So uh, he had, this he, she had said one small thing in a previous, and the, that uh, the basics were important. And that was the phrase, basics were important. And, that, and in thinking days and months after this, cut off what it was I remember the phrase and I thought basics what basic had basic thing had I missed what basics and in going around the circle then suddenly this big aha opened up and it would took a long time to get to it and that was about four years ago this big aha and I said you know I have been riding around in this total self vehicle all these years all these years and I've never looked under the hood you understand what I mean I don't know who's doing the driving I don't know <laughs> I don't know who's doing the navigating and I've been happily doing so I decided to do that is to look under the hood of this eye and I give this to you tonight because it I think it's so important May I drink my coffee? <laughs> Why is this important? Because you're in 21, and this is the opportunity for you to play. We uh, all like the tendency to move outward and perceive externals. One of the key things today, tonight, that I think you can do is know yourself first, because that's what I had to do in going back and looking under the hood, as it were, of what I am. Now, I can tell you what I found. I found, first of all, in, instead, of, I, instead of in 21 enrolling this way, and put it in, it's a crude way, but it's the best I can do. I rolled this way, inside, and moved inward. And it took weeks and months to get this piece-by-piece piece knowledge, information, or whatever. But what I began to find, first of all, was a catalog uh, uh, being continually updated on every possible part of me, of my experience, my emotions, my activities, whatever. It was a memory bank, if you want to put it the way, a life history recording of me. And you could go up and down that whole life history and back to when you were a two-year-old and, and uh, you can, and the stupid things that you got, you had curiousness of, and I can I give you a little, I have to be intimate with you because I can't do it any other way. Uh, for example, I had always wondered why I was hiding in the bushes as about a two-year-old or three-year-old at my grandmother's house. So I went down the line to find out what really happened, and it was very amusing. I, I didn't want to go in the house because I had a facies in my pants. <laughs> Stupid, but it's these kinds of things you can find out about yourself up and down that thing. And you can, you can find all the, the stupid things and all the brilliant things you did in your, in your life up to date. And there it is, and it's, it's constantly being added to. It's as if 
another way of putting it is, is it is as if we are all operating a computer workstation here, if you can think of it that way. And that's a mainframe. And you're feeding the mainframe with all this data. And you're offloading it over here in a, what might be called short-term memory, whatever. But that's all the permanent feed up there. And uh, it's all anything that you know or think you are or hide from is all there. It's all open. But it's you, you look at it, it's so clean and so beautifully organized that it's fun to get to know the real parts of you by hitting that mainframe that is a part of, uh, of that whole thing of you. This is all you. This is the points. Not anywhere else, not in some wild universe. This is you. Moving inward to that, <laughs> another layer, which is a busy place, as it were, and I watched it with great amusement that there is, uh, it is a, an emotional layer. And this is a layer of all the emotions you're constantly accumulating. And there's a mechanism being, that's shoveling them off somewhere like this, joint, joint, joint. It's like a, a conveyor belt that's throwing it out this way while your life is dumping it in here. It's very interesting. I, and I found out later, of course, that's the way it looks. But it's actually sorting it out. and classifying the different types of emotion. So then moving, and this take, it took a long time to get past these fascinating things. And then there is this intellectual level layer and getting into that. And that was a lot of familiar things. But there again, it was knowledge that I had no knowledge. I had that information, which is fascinating. And totally, and I spent weeks and months in there. It's, again, like a system of cataloging. And beyond that is where I really uh, found there was like a barrier there and like a wall. And the wall had been pierced, and I later found out how and why. But it was as if there was a, uh, a form, uh, a crack in this wall, a hole, where... Uh, was humanoid in shape, and the shape of me, my physical self. It was very funny. There's a long story about how that happened, but that's another part of it. And that, I suddenly, uh, one uh, afternoon, had the courage to go in. And what did I find? It was astounding. Here was a, uh, and I looked at it, in, and different people look at it in different ways, but I looked at it as a huge, huge, uh, uh, carpet of flowers is the, is the best way I can put it. But each flower was a life experience, a life personality. And I looked at these thousands of flowers and said, come on, wait a minute, I've been all of these? <laughs> and <laughs> over here is a laugh, chuckle, I said, sure, kid, sure, what'd you expect? You know? <laughs> and here's this mass of different textured radiating, vibrant things, and this, uh, uh, this pattern of, it's, it's how to describe it, it's indescribable except say, it's like a huge family feel, like brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, it has that kind of feel, only much closer. And there's this total intercommunication with all these in the sense that, that they know you, and as you begin to work and go touch one of the flowers, which you soon find out is a face. <laughs> Hi, boy. <laughs> and 
the, the joy that you have finally recognized this. And that was reflected in, um, I look and I say, so this is what it's all about. This is what I am. All of these, uh, these life personalities, all of these lifetime experiences. And I then said, and that, that's what it is. And I finally have made that understanding, that brilliant thing. And this voice says, well, it took you long enough. <laughs> and then I found out much more about what I now call the I there of me. And take the hyphen out, and it becomes the it of me. And the it of which I am, and it is I, is indeed composed of literally, and nobody really bothers to count it in my it cluster, um, how many lives I, we have lived. But it's somewhere above 2,000, and that's, that I figure is enough. And they don't, nobody bothers. Just go find out for yourself. And I don't want to go over there and count all these different things. <laughs> nobody does, so we don't know. But as the need arises, and uh, there's sort of a, like a, uh, an executive committee, as it were, how these reflect, <coughs> I have no idea. Uh, my exec, I am whatever, that selects a, a, a number of life personalities to form a new one and to send down for or insert into uh, uh, an earth life sojourn. And mine was selected for a very specific, uh, from specific life experiences to live in the century of the fire wagons. In other words, uh, the 20th century when uh, we were using explosions to do things with instead of the other means of doing things, to live that 20th century. And uh, I got to know them. I suspected something like this, but didn't understand it. And these are the clusters that are sent in, in my case, and this is the thing. You all go find this out for yourself. Never mind. I don't mind. I'm just, I'm, I'm just Pied Piper is all. But this cluster, I've, I've recognized symptoms of this when I got to know it. It says, oh, yes, and now I got to know them very well. But there are around five that are dominant, but they've melded together to become what I am. And I use them not, I have used them unconsciously or automatically as I have lived through this life. And I like to use another way of putting, but they are different kinds. And they, we, I now suspect, we flicker from those one to another as needed in our life or as we get to them. And uh, I have fun show you ways to do this, and I'll get up and do this because this is a, a, a interesting way to show this that I have gotten out of my old theatrical base. For example, if one wanted to be in the, uh, in the rather heavy, serious state, you would get in here like this, you see, and you, you'd be like this, and that's one personality. Or as you moved over here, and you are soft and ethereal, don't you see? And it makes another look at you. And we are all doing this automatically. Or if we went over here, and you're all like, <laughs> you can do this. Or if you are a ghost-like figure, you're this. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> These are the parts of us that are existent and are there consistently.
So this was so tremendously exciting because I then had begun to know the basic, that basic of what I am. And excitedly, I went through this whole pattern of learning the process of all these, what I am. I found out, for example, uh, many of the things, and I won't go through them tonight, of what I am, but because it's much more fun for you to find out your sources and analyze what you are. Why bore you with mine? But the fascinating part is that this is available to you. All this mass of, of historical experience, you now are in the position popping into 21 and go to 21 and turn left, and there it is. And that is not only your own life experience, but all of this mass of, I mean present life experience, but all this mass of others, I assure you, there's nothing that you can think or be or feel or be emotional about that you haven't experienced at least 50 to 100 times before. And you go through the catalog and say, well, uh, fine, I've lost my love, well, my lover. And you go down through here and you'll find all these ones, well, I did this here, did this here, oh, this is pretty good, I'll use that, you see. It's like a catalog of yourself. And it's your own personal catalog. And that's the view to anything that you can think of that you encounter in this life. You will find a good reference file that is yours and privately yours that you can call upon. And there are thumbs in there that you don't want to do. It's just countercultural, like I'll kill a bastard, I'll kill him, you see. <laughs> and you did, you see, <laughs> this is the point. You did. So I, 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 this is the new thing that I now lure 21ers in Gateway to play with. Because once you know that, then all the rest, because then, then your vehicle, as it were, that is you, you be, are able to control so much more easily, so much more powerfully. And you will see so deeply. For example, I used to <laughs> learn more even now but my earliest life experience was at least that I can find, and it isn't, there may be another one, is 150,000 years ago if I can measure it by our time. See, our recorded history is a little small segment, and that's the thing you've become so fascinated with. How could human history be that small when there's so much of it? And it's all there. You can go play in it. And you, uh, um, I can tell you that it's probably the most important important fun you can have in your life because it's also so very useful and the it of you the I there the totality of it and the other thing oh yes there's so many facets to this one of the things that uh, you must then become aware of and you go find out for yourself again but in my own case I was astounded to discover that in this I there of me when I got into trouble and have in, through my lifetime, uh, a helper has been sent. And, and it's one of the earlier personalities who's capable of, to do certain things. Is quote, sent, and that's a relative term, to help me. And I must tell you that the, uh, uh, how that's done is they don't wait. Uh, you think, well, you're going down for the third time. They, they wait to the tenth time, and then they come <laughs> Be sure you get the experience. Is the whole point. Don't 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 make it a, make it a real experience. 
I give the illustration. It's about nine o'clock in the morning. I went out, and if you've never paddled a surfboard this way, you—it's not some—it's not a. Uh, I was a, a good scuba diver at the time, but not a surfboard. Anyway, so I'm getting this muscle system here doesn't work very well after you do it. So anyway, I make any difference, but I was doing pretty well. I got on my knees and came in on one, and I, I was able to uh, sit down and come in on one, and I was able to stand up a little bit. And so after about six or eight uh, uh, rides in on a wave. I got out and I'm waiting there with a board to the uh, uh, next wave. And I waited to a bigger one. I thought, well, I'll wait for a big one and I keep waiting. And I suddenly noticed that I'm farther out than anyone else. The others inshore more and I'm out here. And I said, oh, well, I can't touch bottom, but I can, I can wait and I'll ride in on the next wave. And so I'm hanging on the board, looking around and then suddenly I look and I'm twice as far away than everybody else. I'm way close to a half mile offshore. I say, oh no, wait a minute, I better start to get back in. So I start paddling like this to get back in. And I'm tired, I get tired because of this motion. So I sit on the board. And coming over the Pali in Honolulu are this, is this northwesterly trade wind that hits the bee, hits the ocean right off the beach and pushes everything offshore. More, more over there is a current that moves in around like that on Waikiki Beach. And if you get out in that, you're into something, and I didn't know anything about it. So here I am trying to I'm swimming ashore, and uh, I get tired, so I stop. The moment I stop and sit on, uh, on the board, well, I begin to the sail, the, the sailing effect pushes me out again. And I yell, nobody hears me, everybody's way over there somewhere, there's all that surf noise. So I kept trying, trying, I'd climb on the board and rest, and as I rested, I began to drift out. And uh, I thought, well, I'll give up the board and try to swim in. And something told me, well, no, I better not do that. <laughs> too tired is too long. Net result, very simple. I slowly but steadily got out, out of sight of land. And then the day passed alternately between my being in the water because I was getting a bad sunburn bake on the board and getting wet and coming out again and I get out because I thought, oh, there's sharks, you know, <laughs> typical thing. Until at sunset, I finally realized for the second time in my life that I could drown and I could easily fish here. I could never get to Tahiti or any place like that. It's too far. There's nothing out there after that. And that was my impression. And so the sun is beginning to sink, and you begin to contemplate these things very deeply as to where and what and how. And this is long before I had any idea of out-of-bodies and all the, this is This is about 1953. So just as, just as sunset, just as the sun was beginning to sink, over the horizon came, coming directly at me, coming directly at me, was uh, what looked to be a fishing cruiser. And it didn't come over here and turn like this. It was coming directly at me. And it stopped and, without a word, picked me up, picked up my board and dumped me on board and took me in. How far offshore do you think I was? I was 19 miles offshore where they picked me up. 19 miles. And they didn't, they, they didn't, they didn't ask me. That's what, I never quite understood that. Why they, why, like, how the hell did you get out here? What, they just, matter of fact, they picked me on board. And 
uh, <laughs> it would seem like that. But what I found out was, because that had always been a mystery, how I could see a, if uh, here, here's a, they were about six or eight foot waves. They were not real heavy swells, but enough that you're up and down like this, how they could spot me at that, that, in that type of, of suns, near sunset. How could they see me? And I'm not waving. They wouldn't have heard me anyway or whatever, but they spotted me, and I was aimed directly. They didn't turn anything else. You know what I found out? I found out that uh, when I got into that predicament that my it sent one of our life personalities called Trello, and that's my name for him, because he's a tricky character, and does sort of tricks. And you know what he did? He looked at the heading of this cruiser uh, coming in, and he made the helmsman sneeze. And that made him correct just enough and kept him from looking at the correction. And that aimed me directly at the pickup spot, picking me up. The epilogue to that was very simple. The cruiser came in off Waikiki Beach, dumped me on shore, uh, off on there and the board, and uh, I could, was rested enough that I could swim in. And they warned me about the current. I said, yes, I know. <laughs> I went in. Here's these, you know, these gas lantern types with the... the the Coleman type lanterns, whatever they were, with the gas wicks on them, and they were here on this on this uh, place where the guy rents the things. And he was angry. I, he he would have cursed me if he could, because he thought I had stolen his his surfboard. Never mind whether I drowned or not. He didn't even think of that. He's thinking whether he had lost his surfboard or not. Anyway, but that's an illustration of of how things. And it gave a, also the explanation, and it was. Another character who was adept, a uh, part of me, who was adept at the, the long, long-standing question that was impossible to answer was, in my teenage years, is how the two dollars got underneath the board. I don't know whether you've read about that in one of the books. But that had been a chronic mystery because when the board was lifted up, it hadn't been moved for years or whatever. It was a board beside the house. And you lift up, here's all the bugs and everything else, and here were two bright one-dollar bills underneath that seeing this desperate emotional need that I had on that Friday night, that particular Friday night, that this it of mine says, let's help the poor kid out. <laughs> they sent this one character, and he created two one-dollar bills and put them underneath the board. The most, uh, and I believe it is uh, because I can't find any other explanation. But there's a series of things I found out in my life that through, even down into little kid stuff, where there has been this, what, guardian angel, uh, uh, helper, guide, whatever, has occurred, and it's all from the, from the it of me. And I know, well, I know this so surely, having observed it, that the it of each one of you does the same thing. And the, the moment you know it, it gets a beautiful sense of joy on it, because you know that you are so much more than you ever thought you were. And why is this so important tonight? Because you are right in the target area that you can begin to find it out. You will not get it all in this next run into 21, but you can begin to get the feel of this because what does it do? It opens up this whole part of you that makes it so much easier to do it this way than to laboriously chunk, chunk at it. You can do it with the tools that you have right now. And in the weeks and months to come, that you will have fun doing. It's real thrilling stuff. 
the, 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 you'll understand the parts of you, that's the other thing. You'll understand yourself. Well, what does that mean? A whole new overview for you. You'll know what you are. You'll accept all the, uh, the uh, killers you've been and, and all, the, all the angels you've been, if you want to put it there, all the saints, whatever. You'll find all of those within you, the whole scope. And it's most, most fascinating. You, that's why I dropped this on you tonight, because now's your chance to begin that. And it's the, the exquisite laughter that you will feel in yourself when you, in turn, get to that. Now, there's one final kicker, and you can really, then I, I'll leave it as it is, and that makes it even worse. After about four years of, uh, of deepening and knowing my it, I got the, we got into this other thing about uh, purposes and things like that, and, and I asked uh, Willie, and Willie is, is, you know who Willie is? My, my Willie, do you know who he was, is, was? He was a court jester in the 12th century. And he got beheaded because he said the wrong joke. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> but the the thing that in turn be was the final crux of all of this. So, I finally got deep enough into uh, these. Uh, consultations or, or uh, multiple group of my personalities communicating that, and you get worried about, look, I'm talking to myself. I'm going to have to be hospitalized. You know, these kinds of things run through. Well, this is crazy. <laughs> People talk themselves and I'm wrong. Anyway, what I began to discover is and began to get suspicious because uh, this seemed to be the thing that the inspect was talking about, that I needed a basic to know a basic, and this was a basic basic. And so, and I, I'm working on this all symbolically because it's the only way it can be done. So I uh, brought this up to Willie and a couple of my other life personalities. So, you know, I wonder what about this inspect and this sort of a do 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 do. I said, "What's the matter here?" And uh, Willie says, "Come on, Robert, I want to show you something." So we turn a little bit out of phase. He says, "Step," and I step. Wham! I'm into this flow that I thought was going to inspect land and all the beautiful love and warmth and everything else and all the various personalities that it was and so on. And you know where it was going? Into my it. And I thought, come on. <laughs> Seems that my it is continuously busy, as all other its are, is retrieving parts of uh, life personalities that have been lost or one reason or another. So you see, Thank you.
that was the design. They got lost. They're lost in the BS territories, and they're supposed to come back to the it. You see that? To your it. Nobody else's but yours. The eye there on you. And what happens is that your it and my it, everyone's, are constantly cruising these BS territories to retrieve life personalities of each of us that has gotten lost or, or locked into one of these territories and they're retrieving them and bringing them back to the id. You know why? That's what they're all doing and this is what you're doing. And you find out again. I'm being so dogmatic, go find out. And what it is, what your id is doing is collecting all of these so that you in turn can take off and wink out. And that's how I found out about that, because I began to discover, and you'll discover it, that your it has adjoining its all bonded to it. You are a part of a bonding system that I am 86% sure that you are within this bonded cluster of its that of which I am a part. And what we're doing <laughs> is that we are gathering all of the parts of us together, each individual, like you, you got some that are lost in various belief systems, and you, there's a constant flow of retrieving those and getting them stuck back in, they're parts of you. Uh, that, I can give you a classic one that you know about already, having gone this far in Gateway, is that Miranon is attempting to retrieve Shay, who is here. And that's his connection, is he's, a, ten, he's a, a, a retriever trying to pull Shay back into their it cluster so that they can move on and wink out and go in another direction. And we'll get to that tomorrow night. So have a good time in 21. <laughs> <laughs> you can be your own ghost now, don't you see? And you'll know your own ghost another part of it. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah? Where and what, who is BB now? Where, who is BB is already BB, as you know, attempted to rescue me. And um, he's come and gone in this lifetime. Yeah. He didn't wait for you? He couldn't. He cried, died in an airplane accident. <laughs> that was quite a thing. And I didn't even know about it at the time, but B.B. Uh, was a friend of mine named Bonson, and uh, he flew a twin beach, if you know, uh, and he was used to uh, long fields instead of grass fields, and he came into, a, I learned this when we were flying together out of, uh, out of uh, a small place in North Carolina. He went up to uh, uh, Ohio, Worcester, Ohio, and, and went into the Worcester, Ohio airport. And the lesson he'd learned in that grass field, having been on hard runway all the time, uh, he over-applied at the Worcester airport and hit power lines on the way in and crashed right in the middle of the field and burned and died. Well, uh, and I did, that's one of the people that I saw, speaking of validation and so on. And, uh, I later on got to Agnew and found him because he was involved in the 60s with me, if you think how time flies. And so we were much together in this.
Let me tell you the greatest mystery in Agnew's passing. When he was, I attended his funeral in Winston-Salem, and here, as he was being his casket, and nobody saw the remains because they were too burnt up, as it was being lowered into the grave, a twin beach made a power pass at about 150 feet over that grave. His, uh, his wife, she just went, just broke down. We could not find the source of that twin beach. In other words, we checked all the airports for 150 miles around Winston-Salem, and that twin breach did not emerge from any of them, and there was no flight plans filed for any twin breach for that day. One of the greatest and most interesting mysteries is where it came from. Somebody's it was doing something. <laughs> and there, that's the other thing that you will find that uh, the more that you get to know your it, you'll become astounded at the capabilities that you have that you never knew you had, but you did 20,000 years ago, so why not now? Right? That's the thing. So I can't say much more about your going and having fun in 21 except have fun. Does the it have more than one? these uh, sojourners in one time space. In one lifetime? Yeah. Uh, does your it have mine? You mean more than one physical existence? Uh, you know, in other words, is there another your part? Your it has Bob oh, and, yeah. and Sam oh, all I, somewhere else. I, I was, I was, are you going to make me have to tell that story? Huh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just, uh, that came up through another for another reason, and I was astounded to discover that I indeed, uh, my it indeed has a another person living concurrently in this era. I was astounded to discover, I should have known better, and when I asked uh, uh, Trio about why this, he says, well, that's just a backup in case you don't do what you're supposed to. <laughs> Anyway, the I know that I had I had known for some time and I had gotten in, that person into some trouble that there was a person that was that I related to that was conducting similar work and doing something and I attempted to get in touch with it. It was a her and. Uh, uh, I did it two or three times and apparently began to get her into severe problems in her environment. So I didn't do it again. But I did get her name and where she was. So I usually, I do stupid things at times. So I took this name, and this was 10 years ago, something like that. And I routed it through uh, channels to find out if this person really existed, and you can use the, your own conjecture when you, I tell you that that was five years ago, 
or longer in the Soviet Union. And uh, two things happened, I guess it would be ten years ago now, Dave, goodness sakes. <laughs> anyway, what came up as a result of that was that uh, I found some government people on my doorstep saying, how did I know about that person? <laughs> Moreover, uh, I got about three different casual inquiries from the Soviet Union, from that location, as it were, on asking could we send exchange data, which was, I thought, very significant. And that was a highly secure place under the typical then Soviet type of stuff. Now becomes the big question, now that the wall's down, what do we do? And I don't think I have the courage to do it. Would you be allowed to... I would assume so. I don't know. That's right. I don't know. That's right. I don't know. I'm I'm afraid to ask, but that's one of the things I I have yet to play with. You can find out and play with it for me, will you? Ask how's your new this new overview of of the it that you are affected your understanding of of being a human and the the conversation you had earlier about we were we were earth addicted we we're addicted to the human experience so we yeah. keep coming back in that mm -hmm. does that change your view of what just oh no no at all it just expresses more deeply the addiction don't you yeah. see I, well, that's what i see so i wonder if that was <laughs> oh it, it um but it puts a, a much greater value on it than we do when we're living it that's all i can say in other words the perspective that uh, you have, well, I didn't do anything, I have, I'm living this life and I've done nothing. But when you see it in another perspective of a thousand years from now, for example, you look back and say, I did a magnificent job on that, you see? That's the difference, is that perspective. Mm. So, there you go. Mm. Have nice flying, rolling. What, what starts the powering out? What starts the powering out? Which way? In or out? Out. I mean, you know, we, we get wound Escape down where we have no velocity anymore. How do we get velocity to start winding back out again? Uh, how do we start the uh, moving out process? I'm now convinced that it's what it might be defined as a variable. I use the term uh, uh, because I can't think of any other one. You could call it an anomaly. Some particular event i would say it's a it's it's a leak of that other energy into your system that some profound uh experience some profound event something does it and it probably didn't do it this lifetime this i assure you it started many lifetimes ago for each of you uh, and something started that movement in this direction and so each successive lifetime, the it of you has said, well, we've got to improve this a little bit, or we've got to hold it back a little bit, <laughs> so we'll put this mix here, but we'll put this big doubting Thomas in here, so that won't make it quite so easy. it make it more of a challenge, you see? But i got news for you. <laughs> uh, the, uh, at, at your, if you can make this change, it alters the whole thing, because you become a uh, one of the head honchos of your own uh, executive committee. <laughs> and you're of immense interest. So you would find that, that 
uh, here's how, one way to express it, of course, is that uh, yes, this lifetime ordinarily would be nothing more than one describing their latest dream at a cosmic cocktail party, do you follow? Yeah. But you are making that different because you recognize the illusions before someone tells you that they are. So none of us has come here to do any great big whatever. We're just here to fight to more or less continue on our own development. You're, you're accumulating and, and, and again... Uh, you're not here to save the world. You yeah, have, well, that's part of the pressure. You see, oh, I've got to save the world. Yeah. Well, you can save that for 10 or 20 or 50 lifetimes, but then try something else, you know. <laughs> well, what about the average individual on the street? Would they, would they be a, a lesser or greater of their individual parts? The average individual on the street is so locked into belief systems that they can't see beyond their ears. So, so for us, would this be a frustrating for us communicating with... Oh, no, 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 because you, you will, well, the most amazing thing that you're going to find is that there are much more perceptive people that you encounter, and you didn't realize how perceptive they were, but now you will, because you will relate to them in forms and ways that you never thought you would, because you haven't had that available to you, because now with this whole... Uh, this whole system of personalities available to you, 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 you they'll work something like this. Here's a person, well, hello, what's your name? My name is Jane. Boing, 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 boing. Oh, and something comes out of you, uh, triggers a part of you that radiates with a, a personality such as Jane. You make new friends, you make all sorts of things, and all sorts of inner relationships begin to develop simply because you have all these to call upon, even, uh, and you recognize the process, then you encourage it, do you understand? Instead of hold it back, yeah. you encourage it. All sorts of fasting. Suddenly you find you're a, uh, a, a, a great swimmer and you never swam in your life. These kinds of things. Fascinating. Would that be one of the reasons why we all got along so great this week? Uh, well, is that one of the reasons why you did which? Why we all got along so great this week? Is that we have that in us already? Yeah, well, you're getting there, see? You're beginning to open up and up. Yeah, I mean, every one of us identified with each other. That's a part. So, so, it was so obvious. That's right. That's what happens here. You're beginning to see. It becomes very, very obvious. I, can, I would normally tell you this tomorrow night, but it's obvious. You have begun to feel more like a family. You know everybody's qualities. You know their faults. And that just as you have a brother or a sister that is that way, so you accept this that way, you see? Great feeling, isn't it? And I gotta get a great feeling I haven't had supper yet. Oh. I'll see y'all tomorrow night. All right. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next week when I return to my regular format and share with you stories of my own personal experiences as a Toltec shaman and a scientific researcher. I'm going to close the show now with a selection from the amazing Peter Phippen from his new album, Summerland. This song is called Freedom. You can find Peter's work on his website, www.peterphippen.com. This is Marcus Leader, and you've been listening to The Shaman's Brew.
on the Jackalope Media Network. Thank you.